Once again, what's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning into the Cult Pop Podcast live stream, aka, spoiler alert, lucky episode 777. Is it actually 777? Yeah. No. Yeah. Because we didn't go live last, last week. Oh, it's 776 mm. then, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Watch comics is wonder. All right, L- lucky episode 776, oh. where we were... 77 is so lucky, it's in two parts. We'll do 77 next week also. You're welcome. Nice. Where we will review the past week's comics, a smattering of them, if you will, a skosh, um, as well as talk about some fun cop... <laughs> cock... Cock... Talk about pop. <laughs> cock fighting. Yeah, uh, your name. Fun pop, <laughs> pop culture topics for your listening and viewing pleasure. See, we're already... You're already, you're already filled with, your, with our pleasure. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo of JD's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA, a super rad shop which caters to nerdy and nerd-adjacent individuals of all shapes and sizes, except jerks. No jerks allowed. Joining me tonight are Brian, Lieb, and Noel Bartocci. Sup, fellas? Hey. Hi. I'm all right. (laughs) Thank you for joining us tonight, and thank you to everyone joining us here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you like what we're doing, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Smash that like button. Uh, Fucking just murder it! The joy of doing this live is all of you in the chat. So pipe up uh, and we'll, we'll, you'll be part of the conversation. You can also email us like these other people did. I'm about to read them. You can email us at cultspopgo at gmail.com. And you can also join our book club slash movie club. It's a Zoom meeting every Tuesday night and it alternates between movie and book club. This week, which is tomorrow night, 8 p.m. on Zoom, we're going to be discussing... Captain America Truth, previously titled Red, White, and Black, which is about the American government's um, pension for experimenting on African Americans instead of uh, white Americans because, um, well, because they're terrible. Uh, And so this happened with regard to the Captain America Super Soldier Serum. And so we're going to be talking about that tomorrow night. Read the book and then join us for a convo. Uh, and then after that, the week after that will be Movie Club, and we're doing Minari, which stars Steven Yoon, Yoon from Walking Dead. So anyway, yeah. Uh, if you want to do that, you can go to Facebook.com and type in the, the group JD's Hero Complex Book Club. With that out of the way, uh, I took too many sips of beer. <laughs> I feel I should tell you, we've got letters. We have correspondence. 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Now I don't have to do the song when none of us can match up tonally. We have letters? Uh, Kevin <laughs> Kevin is... Uh, oh, so people were in the comments. They're already in the comments. Fucking just... <laughs> upset because... Uh, did I miss last week? No. No. I was uh, not able to do it. So then Noel and Brian were like, F, F everyone else. We're yeah. not going to do the show. Uh, to which Kevin in the comments replies, F me! F me! F you! And then That's he says, the kind of thing oh, we, then, we couldn't bear. That's why we didn't do the show last night. I didn't want to be effed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Hi, Mars. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Hal, and everyone else. I'm going to read these letters. Here they come. Uh, this is called Diabolical. This was sent on March 7th. Uh, from. Who's this from? Oh, I'll tell you who it's from. Hey, guys, it's your boy, Charles from Chattanooga, a.k.a. Hal2814. I watched The Boy's Diabolical animated series on Amazon, and OMG, two exclamation points. It's way over-the-top violent, and I was surprised by the celebrities who wrote episodes and voiced some of the characters. Just wanted to know if any of you watched it yet and what you think of it. Okay, I'm out. Spoiler alert! So I did. Ray, uh, our assistant, came uh, early in the morning, and so they were watching my son so I could get ready and do stuff and take care of whatnots, and uh, we had put on the Diabolical show, and it is delightful. Is delightful the right word? It's hilarious. Uh, I only watched the first couple. The first one is very Looney Tunes. None of the characters actually speak, but uh, it's all very, like, classic animation but with tons of blood and murder. Uh, and that was cute. And then there's, an, of course, Justin Roiland did one, and that was friggin' hilarious. That was so good. Uh, highly recommend. Um, but I've only watched the first two episodes. Or the first, yeah, episodes. Did you guys catch, catch it at all? Not a stitch of it. Nope. I haven't watched it. Um, I, I am... I haven't watched it. I am fascinated, or I think it's very, very cool that they're going with different animation styles per, and it's all different creative teams. Because I... The Boys is so very specific, and the source material is so very not... Oh, I don't like it that much. So I don't know if I would just want right. to rehash. I'm glad that it yeah. seems crazy and all over the place as opposed to just more edgelord. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was really... Ex- I used to be such a big Garth Ennis fan. And uh, at some point, and I think that point may have been The Boys... I just went, oh, I'm good. I'm good. He's got, it just feels like he was doing the one thing over and over and over again. And that one thing was edgelordy, how much can I outdo my last gross out joke? Yeah. Uh, And so I just, I was just, it didn't have the heart. Like Preacher had a ton of that. But Preacher balanced it with a lot of heart and a lot of character work and, and, friendship and, and all this other stuff that I really loved. And I know there's elements of that in the boys, but it just didn't hit me in the same schnit. What's the phrase? Uh, schnadoodles. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely a word. Classic that's phrase. definitely a word I've heard. Yeah. Actually, I, I have that tattooed on my <laughs> lower back, but, um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say I, that. I, well, I, you don't know where my dick is. Yeah, but uh, I can only spell schna. Yeah. Hey, you also don't know the location. You, just haven't seen the you don't know thing. the location of my penis. Um, <laughs> I don't. That's true. Wait, that's true. Yeah, I don't know yeah. where on your body your penis is. It's, it's true. It's in my lower back. I have Surprise, assumptions. Everyone. 
I'm, I'm like, I had the same, I had a similar feeling about the boys when it was coming out. I remembered all the controversy, like it was, uh, announced on, uh, uh, Vertigo and then canceled from, and then Dynamite picked it up and there was a big old gap. I think it, oh. it actually had, the boys had like six issues. The first arc was DC and I totally forgot that. Yeah. And they got rid of it and it was like Dynamite was just like, yeah, we'll publish this trash. <laughs> yeah. We're Dynamite. We yeah. will publish whatever. Yeah. And they will do it in between um, uh, Vampirella reprints. It'll be great. Um, and I stuck with it for like 35 issues, but it just, it kept falling wow. to the bottom of my stack. I've always wanted to go back and actually read it. But at the time I was like, this is not, I don't enjoy this anymore. Like I'm not a 14 year old boy anymore. I don't enjoy this. Yeah. I'm hoping that there's well, layers. Hold on. I don't want to. I do. I'm, I'm sure not there gonna are make adults the, out there who aren't 14. I'm going to make the assumption I grew out of that style of humor around 14 to 17. Mm-hmm. And I no longer enjoyed it. Okay. You, I say. I am no gotcha. longer a 14 year old boy. This is not for me. Gotcha. Also, everybody that reads it is stupid. No, it's freaking idiots. <laughs> no, no um, I'm going to go back. I want to read it. Show, I, the actual show, the live action show is, I think, really good. I was really mm-hmm. surprised at how much better the show is than the comic book. Absolutely. It's got uh, It doesn't seem like Brian's cup of tea. <clears throat> is that your cup of Brian? Um, <clears throat> I have not tried the show, although I've heard it is, uh, like you say, a lot better than the comic book and of mm-hmm. a very different uh, philosophy. It seemed like mm-hmm. same, the same events happen, but they're presented as... Things which are presented as good in the comic are presented as bad or whatever, you know. Uh, the comic, I think I tried the beginning of it and I was like, nah. And, uh, yeah. and you know, a couple of issues, I think. It, it, like, on paper, it seems as though it's what you would hate. Like, the description of the book mm-hmm. is just like, yes. of yeah. all the people I know, Ryan would not yeah. enjoy that. So, like... Yeah. And I've 100%. never much gotten into Garth Ennis's stuff in general. You know, um, what you say is overdone, the, like, how can I outgross my last gross-out joke? Like, I don't even like the first gross-out joke, usually. Not that I'm, <laughs> not that I'm like, up in a tizzy. I just, I'm like, eh, I don't like that. You, you yeah. bring up a good point uh, about Preacher, though, J.D., like... All of the gross-out humor or the gross aspects of that was juxtaposed by actual character development and or, like, heart or uh, an emotional core. The boys attempt to do that in the relationship of Wee Huey to everyone else. But he's never, at least in the first chunk, it doesn't feel like he has any kind of arc other than he's constantly learning and he's constantly just a caricature. And it's like, I have no real footing. Like, am I rooting for this guy that's an absolute piece of shit? Or am I rooting for this guy that I looks like Simon Pegg and I don't really know anything about other than the fact that his girlfriend was killed? Yeah. Like, it, there's no, there doesn't feel like there's an emotional core, at least in the first half of the book. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree with the thing that I said that you agreed with. Yep. We're here together. Um, and it is done. Well, uh, oh, my one note about the boys' diabolical cartoon is that it is, in the very beginning, I think they even show an issue of the boys' comic book, and it flips open. And that's how the show starts, I think, if I remember correctly. Because Wee Huey <clears throat> is still drawn like Simon Pegg. 
and not the character from the television show mm. that everyone is coming. Probably most of the people are coming. They're probably going, wait, why does that guy look like Simon Pegg, who plays Wee Huey's father in the show, which was a cute little... Oh, uh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just too old to play Wee Huey now. So mm. anyway. Uh, all right. So there's that email. Uh, we got another one from Mars Comics called I Can't Remember. Hello, JD. We just got this uh, about four minutes before we went live. I hope you and Brian and Noel are doing well. Every Monday evening, I get a notification from YouTube reminding me that the show will be starting shortly. I smile because I know I will soon be watching you guys, and it is a lot of fun. You guys put on a great show. However, yep. lately... Whenever I get my notification, I suddenly remember that I was supposed to email you. I just don't remember why. Oh, well, I decided to email you guys anyway to let you know that you have a fabulous show. I enjoy it greatly and I look forward to every week. I know that someday I will remember what I was supposed to email you about. Till then, just wanted to let you know I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Mar Blasio, Mars Comics. It was a book. Um, Mars, it was a book. You, yes. uh, we, we had reviewed a book and you asked me to put it aside and you were going to pay for it. And I was going to e mail it to you. Uh, I don't think I ever put it back out on the shelf. Uh, so let me take a look up. Oh, here it is. What is it? Step by bloody step yep. number one. Wow. I still have it for you by Cy Sperrier. Uh, if you remember, it was the book that had no dialogue, but was pretty dense nonetheless. Um, so yeah, step by bloody step number one. I still have it for you if you want it. If you don't want it, no pressure. That's totally fine. I almost knocked over. I started my first Lego, you guys. Oh, your it first is Lego? My first, well, here's the thing. My first Lego set. Uh, your was, first adult Lego. No. Well, oh. yeah, sure, yes. Oh. But like, I when I was a child, mm -hmm. Legos, you, you just got a box of Lego, like a oh, bucket yeah, yeah. of Legos. Yeah. And you just made whatever you, yeah. whatever came out is what happened. Um, and so mine would be like, oh, it's uh, this thing's it's it's a it's a two by four with wheels. I guess it's a motorcycle. Sure. Um, so my wife and I we bought this bonsai tree Lego. Oh, sweet. S slash cherry blossom tree Lego. Huh? It's, it's, you can be one or the other, which is lovely. So we had a little date night. We watched, uh, we sat down, we watched a movie. We ordered some Ethiopian food and we got about halfway through before, um, our help had to leave and we had to go, you know, have a, have our son. I, um, now go, please, Brian. May I mention that a cherry tree can be a bonsai tree because that is a style of cutting and grooming and, uh, not a, a, tree classification you know what i mean so multiple different kinds of trees can be bonsai trees including cherry blossom trees holy shit there you go yeah, there you go bonsai is the bonsai is like yeah. the verb I didn't, yeah I didn't let's know go that. bonsai you might say if you kind if of you're really at, only talking specifically about Japanese trees and, English. and, and right. pruning them in a specific doing way doing that yeah. <laughs> right right <laughs> Oh, Hal, Hal is in the comments saying, laying in bed watching tonight. Um, oh, no. I, I have, I share with Jenny, I have a Lego story. Uh, I got drunk Friday, oh. and then a package oh, arrived on Sunday, and apparently I drunk ordered the Technic Batmobile. Oh, sweet. 
Uh, no, here's the thing. Yeah. Technic yeah. is there's a record player. Is there any relation? No. Technic is a record player. Why is it called Technic? What's I've never heard of Lego Technic. Uh, well, it's probably just a branding like yeah, I, a they, machine-based yeah, Lego. I was say, or yeah, it's been like around that. for I want to say decades. Yeah. Like uh, it's just they're like adult Legos. They're you want the do you want the information or not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I want to make faces at you while you do it. They're like adult Legos with air quotes. <laughs> how it, it has moving parts. You build a little motor. It's usually got light features. Like it's a little bit more intense. Was the the was it called the typewriter that I bought you? Is that a Technic? It's it's not. It's actually that's a Lego idea. So a Lego ideas are. God damn it! So <laughs> all right, we're gonna do a Lego masterclass real quick. Uh, Lego ideas <laughs> no, <okay>. are. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Legos, Lego sets and projects that are designed by viewers, uh, by architects and all kinds of shit, and they put it forward to oh. Lego. People vote on which ones they want to get built and manufactured, and oh. then they what? do. So, like the piano set is a Lego idea. Oh. Um, a bunch of like I think the Friends set. Like there's a bunch of just Lego idea sets. So it's they're they're almost like crowd sourced. And then funded by Lego. That's the typewriter is one of those. The Technic is, ones are cool. almost always vehicles or, or yeah, vehicles like planes, cranes, cars, that kind of thing. That's cool. I, uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, they did have sets. JD, did they not have sets at all when you were, when you were a kid? I don't, I don't not, know if they had sets. Yeah. I know that if there were sets, I was yeah. too poor to have them. So what I got was uh, hand-me-downs of buckets of Lego. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Same. Because I, yeah. as I recall, they were like always sets. And I took it as a point of pride that I never built the thing that the set <laughs> described. But Punk it would rock. just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I would throw them down in the mm. toy aisle on my way out. Be like, I'm not building this, <laughs> I, but I'll take the that's blocks. So, that's so... It's not. I, it's not odd because I've known you for years. But that's so, yeah. Brian. <laughs> like it's not. Thank it's you. It's so like yeah. that's so Brian. It's my hey, favorite Nickelodeon yeah. show. Here's here's <laughs> a so Brian. fifty dollar toy set. I'm not gonna use your fucking book. I'm gonna. Yeah. Your directions are stupid. I'm gonna. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. I have a similar experience to JD's. Where when I was younger, we didn't. I didn't. They didn't come in like prepacked sets. It was this giant sack that was in the closet and we were only allowed to play with it supervised because <laughs> if we weren't supervised okay. then the pieces would just be found under feet a big old like hundreds and hundreds of pieces that don't match from multiple different types of sets and you just played with it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um all right we have one more email <laughs> we're not even done the email section yet here we go <clears throat> uh let's see scumbag fanboys me. Hey gang, it's your boy 2814, aka Charles and Chattanooga, aka Green Lantern Tribble. I'm a big fan of George Perez. Met him a few times at Dragon Con in Atlanta. Once he was once we was hanging out us me. Once he was hanging out with me and no. Once Listen, we were hanging out is the point. Uh, check it out <laughs> cosplayers. I was cool on the outside, but inside I was screaming, I'm hanging out with George Perez. Now he announced on his Facebook page he's only got a few months left to live, according to his doctors. It pissed me off that he let everyone know that DC and Marvel finally put out his issues of JLA Avengers. Folks already online selling them for $200 and up. Makes me sick. People trying to make money off him dying. I just needed to rant. 
waiting to watch you guys tonight. So, all right, Charles, here's the thing. Um, oh, look at, uh, Noel's got one. Noel's got one. So, paid right, cover. a couple of things. I'm glad you brought I, this up, Charles. I paid cover, Go ahead. but I also donated an additional $30 to the Hero Initiative. So, I'm glad you brought this up. Um, I also have, have it. And I am doing a raffle. Uh, every raffle ticket is $5. You can Venmo me, you can PayPal me, you can do however you can, I don't know, mail it to me in the mail. But the point is to raise money for the Hero Initiative. The way that this JLA Avengers book was put out was the Hero Initiative, I guess, saw our tweet storm, because uh, all of us were tweeting about like, hey, Marvel and DC, George Perez is going into hospice. Maybe you should finally reprint JLA Avengers and donate the money to him. So Hero Initiative has done this and they were able to get 7,000 copies printed. I ordered 20 copies and I got three. So uh, the, the people who are selling them for $200 online, give it, a, give it a once over. You may see that the reason it's $200 is because they're raising money for the Hero Initiative. So many people have wanted to get a hold of this book, this printing, that the kind of the fair way a lot of us comic shops are handling it is to use it as an opportunity to raise more money for the Hero Initiative and for George Perez. So um, I know there's a lot of things online, a lot of eBay selling for $200, but all the ones I've seen have been like to raise money for the Hero Initiative. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing $5 raffles. You can buy as many raffles as you want. Um, you can just Venmo, PayPal, etc. And then I had another copy that I was thinking of putting up on eBay for $200 to raise money. Just, you know, 100% of the proceeds are going to the Hero Initiative. I'm just not sure if I should do another raffle or if I should sell it for $200 like everyone else is. I'm not sure. Because the thing about it is selling the book for $200 helps... And it's, it helps me send money to them. I'm also donating money on top of that from my personal um, whatever. But I feel like giving it to the person with the most money doesn't feel right. That's why I'm doing the raffle because everyone pays five bucks. We're still able to raise money, but then someone who may not be able to afford it can still get it. You don't, you know, it's not the richest getting yeah, the thing. And, yeah, and Hal, Hal, to your point, yes, there are people flipping them for themselves scalping yeah just if you are willing to spend two hundred dollars on this do so wisely or make sure that you know it's either to directly to the person or so if it's from a shop that's selling so i think midtown comics is notoriously selling it for two hundred dollars they are reputable it says explicitly there that's what they're using the money for if it's just ebay auction from steve williams in ohio it may not be you. You're just paying two hundred, and he's pocketing the one seventy. That that's very likely. But a lot of shops are doing raffles. A lot of shops are explicitly um, showing proof of purchase and getting all the uh, stuff to the Hero Initiative. Just do what you can. But the fact that we even have this print is ridiculous. Like two large multimedia conglomerates subsets of large multimedia conglomerates 
were able to quick press in the middle of uh, giant mm. supply chain issues, quick press at least 7,000 copies before he passes away. So this is cool. This is all a net positive. Um, people that bitch too much beyond just kind of like, oh, that sucks, because they couldn't get one, are usually just whiny assholes, to yeah. generalize. I've been seeing so much of that, like, oh, they couldn't print more, yeah. I want one. I'm like, it's not about you, bud. I was lucky enough to, so I when I found out about it, I, cont- I have more than one shop, technically. JD's is my main, but I've got more than one. I reached out to more than one and just like, hey, if I can get one, that's great. I was able to get one for cover, but knowing everything that's going on, also donated because this is literally for the Hero Initiative. I'm sorry, I'm responding to the chat. That's why I'm typing. Um, uh, Rob's also asking, do you guys watch Lego Wars? I don't, no. but it sounds fun. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, what, uh, do you want to summarize what the Hero Initiative is? Does everybody know that? Go for it. You do it. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, I don't know the log line, but the Here Initiative is an organization that um, it's a nonprofit that collects and disperses money to uh, comic creators uh, who are in need. So uh, it's notoriously an industry that has no safety net, no union, <laughs> no, no insurance. Yeah. It's just starving artists for the last 80 to 100 years um, who often have nothing to do when they get sick, when they're yep. in legal trouble. When they, So like just the HERE initiative is uh, a fund for uh, the people who create the things that we love. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, um, if you guys, I, I may just, should I just raffle off the second one? I, I so I, one. Like, I haven't talked to you about this. I think you should hold on to the third one and raffle mm-hmm. it in November. I think it's November for Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. Because that's what George Perez is suffering from. And by then, it'll be even harder to get a hold of the book, and you may get a bigger raffle turnout. So I honestly think you should just sit on it for a couple of months. All right, well, this one that I'm raffling off, the first one I'm raffling off, uh, we're doing it until the end of the month. So today's the 21st. How many days are in March? 30. 31. Uh, Oh, we got 10 more days! And you can you can send me you can buy as many raffle tickets as you want. So five dollars a piece. Um, do me a favor. It's not a big deal. I'll cover it either way. But if you could select friends and family for Venmo and PayPaling me, because people a lot of people are sending me the five dollars minus the fee. <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cover cover all of it. It's not a big deal. I'm just gonna write a check for whatever plus the fees. But um, that's it. All right. We are here to talk about the comic books. You know what, though? Just one, one little before we move on. I am delighted about this. I love that they've done this. Yeah. The JLA Avengers. That's all I wanted to say. I have such a good feeling in my heart, and all of the dipshits online that are complaining about it can't ruin it for me. Um, George Perez I mean, I think suffering just... kind of ruins it for me. But, like, the rest well, of it's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's delightful. I've met him, and he, he, he did a bump for my show. This is George Perez, and you're listening to a Cult Pop Podcast. Oh, that's um, awesome. Mario says, I will definitely PayPal you in a couple of days. As long as you remember why. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Jokes. All right, here we go. What are we going to do to talk about first? Oh, we're going to talk about Batman Superman, World's Finest, number one from DC Comics, written by Mark Wade, with art by 
Dan Mora, The Dark Knight, The Man of Steel. They are the two finest superheroes that the world has ever known. And they're together again in an epic new series. In the not-too-distant past, Superman's powers are supercharged from a devastating chemical attack by the villain Mattello, and the only ally that the ultra-powerful Man of Tomorrow can turn to in this turbulent hour is Gotham's own dark vengeance, the Batman. A nearly fatal burst of power drives Bruce Wayne to his own extreme measures to help his friend, enlisting none other than the Doom Patrol for aid. I'm glad it's the world's greatest superheroes from the world's greatest comic book talent in an epic comic book experience that kicks off the next big event. Oh, huh? it kicks off the next big events in the DCU. Get ready, it's time to soar. I'm glad, glad I didn't this is kicking off the. I'm glad I didn't read this huh. shit before I read the book. I like the yeah. Doom Patrol was a surprise, but then. This yeah. is not just a whatever story? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. whatever. I gotta say, um, this was delightful. I was very excited mm-hmm. when I saw that it was coming. Um, the Jeff Loeb one was kind of fun. Um, it got very silly in parts, but uh, I, I like Mark Wade quite a bit. And Dan Moore can do no wrong thus far. My man is a beast Perhaps. when it comes to... Would you Sorry. like? Would you like Mora Dan? I would like Mora Dan. Mora I see what you've done there. See. Omg! You didn't post a video of Batman sixty six. Oh, I did. I would not yeah. to be surprised. It, should, it was just a brand. Keep going. Uh, I don't understand what that comment means. Oh, oh! I didn't even see that. Okay. Uh, I was reading. I was reading the notes, not looking at the camera. Go ahead, so Brian. What do you think? This was awesome. Yeah, I it thought was. it was great. Uh, I think it was my favorite book of the week. The art was phenomenal, um, and I just noticed now the um, the trade dress, the title, is cool with the Batman and Superman symbols in it. Um, yeah. It was like straight up DC Comics, uh, very. Nice classic dc i love the uh, things where um where what do you got there no what is where are those people oh they're slapping in a recreation of that meme so those uh, are the chip zadarsky cool. variants nice mm. and is that Evan one mine Shainer. no these are the ones that i ordered well before Damn yours it. and these are okay. the ones those are cool I'm, I'm getting these slabbed these are the coolest damn uh Varying covers I've seen in years. Yeah. I wasn't able to get that high five one, but Noel was able to get it for me, so uh, he ordered it, and I'm I may actually slab that as well. I just want a poster of it. I, that is delightful. The the two of them high fiving, cool. I freaking love it. Go ahead, yeah. continue, Brian. Yeah, their their relationship in this is great. This is like the Batman Superman relationship that I most like. Um, Where there is like, and do you bleed? You will. Yeah, it's my not favorite. As much that one. <laughs> Um, Best but, uh, it just, as it goes, it becomes, uh, much more than Superman, Batman, you know, there's Doom Patrol, the Guardians show up and it just pulls in all these DC comic <gasps> stuff. And I found myself thinking like, this is as cool, uh, of a beginning as Batman, as Brave and the Bold, which had a very similar, like, uh, a lot of DC stuff was in it. Yes. Did My, it, uh, I, j- it just occurred to me. This feels very much, you know how, I don't know. Should I say we all loved Batman Universe? Yeah, it was yeah. the best Batman this book felt last year. Like, Two years ago. This felt like Batman Universe to me. 
Yeah. It's like yeah, comic it's, booky. It's fun. It's got guest stars. It's it's everything's mm-hmm. thrown in there. Go ahead. And stuff like uh, Superman gets injected with multiple pieces of red kryptonite. That kind of uh, like DC lore playing around, like what it would happen if this happened kind of thing is in there, which I love. Uh, but the reason that the comparison to Brave and the Bold is so apt is that Mark Wade also wrote that. I didn't realize that he was writing this book until the end. And when I got to the yeah. end, I was like, oh, which, that's which why. Which era of Brave and Bold did he write? So yeah, he wrote the one I, I know Busey and Azarello. Like, I don't remember Wade. Oh, it, it was it was phenomenal. It was, um, oh, like between 2005 and 2010, something like that. And there were it was not long. It was, um, I think, kind of like two stories that two like eight or 12 issue stories that were connected i think by the end of it uh, both of them were connected the first half was phenomenal and each one was just two heroes teaming up it was like batman and Hal jordan sh- was the first one and then drawn by george perez and jerry ordway yes right yeah I man that part but yeah oh it yeah. was great it was one of the you know i think it was one of the best dc comics um of its era and maybe so I, maybe like I presume that's a era, lot of you know? print, JD. What do you look it up? <laughs> I imagine. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I. Uh, I'll if not, I'll find it. I. Um, hey, if you find one, get one from me. I was I was I was hella excited about this book. I love Mark Wade. I I pray at the altar of Dan Mora. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to say, the first couple pages, I. This book was a lot the it's mm-hmm. it's frenetic it is almost mm-hmm. in different hands i think it would be unruly but because wade is going for a very very specific feel a very very specific almost era of comics it works but hot damn if it was like five to ten degrees in either direction i don't know if this would be as entertaining as it was because this is kitchen sink comic booking this they literally throw the kitchen sink (laughs) and like characters are popping up every other page and things are just happening at such a breakneck pace if it wasn't for this team being so in tune this creative team being so in tune i don't know if it would work this is almost just like the perfect alchemy i loved it Mm. Yeah, th- I'm. I'm hoping this will be one of those like trade paperbacks that I just keep around. Yeah, yeah. For, for good Batman Superman. I can't believe I didn't think about it before, but you are absolutely right. This is Batman Universe. This feels the exact same yeah. tone. This is evergreen, iconic characters. This is yeah. This and interacting with a wide variety yeah. of this is going to rename good. DC characters or side DC characters. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter yeah. what year it is, what continuity is, how old the person is. This reads well, and that's just awesome. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about Robin, but I am always delighted when I see good Robin drawings, like classic looking oh. Robin drawings. Um, Batman and Superman, I see them all the time. They've got great poses. There's tons of great images of Batman and Superman. But I love a good Robin story. Um, and I don't know why. Robin's he, got, he looks great in this. Like Dan Moore draws a great Robin. He, wait, go back, like go back one page. Go back uh, two pages now. Oh, okay, hold on. Oh, God damn it. Uh, it's the opposite direction of that. 
Not this one? No, go back two pages. Again? Yep. That acting on the bottom left where he's got the syringe, that is one of my favorite panels of this because it's not just about like the splashes. It's also about like, it also Mm -hmm. too, like on the other side, this is probably my favorite like two pages in the whole issue too because you're seeing the grotesqueness of what's happening to Superman and such great acting and it's the the panel layout. This book is dope. Um, So good. But then... I think I just noticed, like, two pages forward. Is Robin in a different costume? Yes. Well, yeah, because it takes place in two time periods. So one oh, of them right, right. has Robin in the, in the, in the, what would you call like him? The earliest uh, days. That's right. That was... Like, the, the bottom left, he's got um, boxer briefs. That's right. Instead of, instead of briefs. Oh, yes. Now they're slightly boxer longer briefs. boxer yeah. briefs. And I, yeah. um, but then in modern day, he's got the tights. That was this. Yeah. that was the part of the story where I felt like it was too much. Um... But I was fine with it. Like it goes to a, it goes to a, <laughs> it goes to a flashback for seemingly no reason, kind of, and then comes back. But now I'm thinking, wait, knowing that this is, I guess, leading to a big thing in the DC universe. I wonder yeah. if this series is going to jump all over the place. I'm curious. Mm. I like the whole, I always like it when they do the time indicator with Batman being a yellow oval or not. Mm -hmm. Um, I always find that fun. And this is even set, I also like the fact that in continuity, he had a yellow oval for like a very classic costume Mm -hmm. for a Mm -hmm. little while, um, which is cool because even that is in the past now. And then I was, I was uh, beside myself when we got even further back and he's got just the classic no yellow oval thing. Is that an ad for the book and the last page of the book? In the, the book, title. yes. Or the, the cover of the book, though. Uh, nope. No, that's the last, that's the ad at the last. That's the last. Yeah. That yeah. is. It's a digital uh, file. Well, it's, it uh, might be. No, yeah. I think it, I think it is actually. In the physical, I think it is just like No. At the end, it's um, oh, okay. Superman and Lois. Let me check mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Everyone right, should pick um, this up. Uh, this is going to be. Yeah. Highly recommend. Great. Yeah. I'm not sure why they did a Jerry Seinfeld variant, but. Yeah, well, Seinfeld loves Superman. Um, All right, let's move on to the next book. It is Carnage Number 1 from Marvel Comics, written by Ram V with art by Francesco Mattina. After the revelations of Carnage Forever, which I did not read, and in a year that's set to be a celebration of all things Carnage, this is one symbiote story you cannot afford to miss. Did anyone read Carnage Forever? No. No. Cool. Is this cool a means. year set to be a celebration of all things Carnage? What other sure. It's the 30th Carnage. anniversary of Carnage. Shoot uh, me in the dick. <laughs> oh. Is that how you 30? celebrate? Is that how you honor Carnage? I can't believe it's Carnage. been 30 years since since Carnage was introduced. Uh, in my case, it would be shoot me in the um, lower back. Lower back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can really see... You can really see the 30 years in under my bags. Um, all right. No. Go. Oh, really? Is it going to be like that? I suggested we read this book because yep. I, I gave it a shot. I don't care about Carnage. Um, yet I have enjoyed sometimes when he's used. Uh, I liked Donny Case's absolute Carnage. That was fun. Um, mm. But nothing about the character is appealing to me. I think it's just... 
It's the epitome of 90s. I think, first of all, new game. Every time we say edgelord, take a drink. Uh, but it's the epitome of 90s edgelord garbage. It's like, how do we make it darker, slimier, bloodier, cooler? It's either Ad Chains or another symbiote. Um, so I've never been a fan. But I gave this a shot because it's a number one. Um, I was su- I was I was I was surprised. I kind of dug it. They did what Same. I, I Same. did. They did what I wanted them to do, which was make a story not about carnage. He's yeah. tangentially on the outskirts of this just normal detective hunting a serial killer story. I don't think this could last. It's going to get all real carnagey, but I'm at least kind of intrigued and fascinated, especially about the, the opening scene, the way that the book starts. It's, you know, like it starts in a crazy place and then you're like, what? Five days before or whatever the time frame is, but yeah. it's like a particle accelerator thing and craziness. And the main character is being broken up into multiple pieces in like an crazy way. And then it's like, Oh, carnage. I'm like, okay, this, you got my attention book. Now, how do we get here? So, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised. I, was this the best thing I've ever read? No. Um, if it wasn't for the show, I wouldn't have even like maybe bothered sampling it, but I, you got me Ram V. Um, this was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like carnage. I was a big venom fan. And then they brought out Carnage, and I was like, he's like Venom, but a serial killer. And I was real into serial killers back then. Uh, you know, I was reading up on on all the different serial killers. I had a, I had a bunch of books on them and stuff like that. And um, listen, I was lonely. <laughs> um, so uh, my first thought was, oh, what's, what's Reed Richards doing in this book? That's neat. Why is his face sliced in three? And it took me a while to go, oh, I see what's happening. It's just being distorted in a bunch of, a myriad of different ways. Uh, I wasn't looking forward to reading this either. Um, I kind of fell off the carnage a long, long ago. But my first thought when I started reading this was, oh, you know, it'd be cool if we had a carnage that was like, um, ah, brain, come on, don't fail me now. Um, This is very much in line with TV show Dexter? No. Close. Mm. Hannibal? Yes. Hannibal. Yes, and how there were different serial killers who would leave these really elaborate scenes involving the corpses. And this felt a lot like Hannibal to me, which was a wonderful show, canceled too early. And I thought, oh, wouldn't that be cool if they changed Carnage Mm. to be more interesting and not just like, well, I'm going to stab everybody because blood's fun. You know, and he actually had, um, it was actually like intelligent and stuff and hard, hard to catch. Uh, not just because he was sharp all over the place. You know what I mean? So, um, I didn't realize that Cletus Cassidy, I remember Cletus Cassidy got ripped in Twain. <laughs> he oh. was betwixt, um, oh, no. during, during, um, siege, right? Like, um, what's his nuts? What's his name? They get, they're not Superman of the Marvel Universe? Century. 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 The Century, like, ripped him in half, right? No, I thought that was Ares. Has he been... I mean, he's been ripping some folks up, Century. Um, but yeah, he flew yeah, so. Carnage up into space and ripped him in half. Um, 
So I don't remember if, if Cletus has been back since then, but right now we've got a symbiote with no Cletus and he's just hanging out by his onesies. And we've got this kind of Hannibal character meets Dexter um, trying to get the attention because of the events of King and Black. Um, and he considers Carnage to be this god. So he's trying to get his attention. Um, and he finally succeeds. This was really good. I was surprised. I don't, I can't remember caring about Ram V writing ever, but this one Did felt. Did you write that Swamp Thing that you liked? Well, we, we all heard it was good. I don't think any of us have read it yet. Oh, okay. I read the first issue. Yeah. So, right. and then I'm curious to see how a symbiote, I don't, they don't explain it, but he winds up obtaining Hydro Man. Yeah. And uh. he's somehow able to hold him with his his symbiote even though he's like water the molecules yeah i was wondering that too so no I, your hand is up i still had a cop i i did have a copy of carnage forever and i went back and just like thumbed through it because they make some allusions to this um he just they were in the same prison and he grabbed him and it pretty much ends on him absconding with hydro man and hydro man freaking out We still don't know what his plans are for him, but I thought this was interesting, the symbiote kind of on a molecular level being just as kind of strong and malleable. But um, you mentioned Hannibal. I'm getting more um, Immortal Hulk vibes from this issue, Hmm. and I think that might be the tone that Ram V is going for, taking pre-established kind of... The backup story, I didn't like it all. Taking pre-established kind of um, characters and even though Carnage has always been horror, doesn't feel like it's ever been treated like actual horror. It's been mm-hmm. treated like a sticker on a skateboard. You know, like... <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. Sanitized. A little bit. It doesn't... It's, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's always been like, look, look how dangerous and edgy and, and take a drink. Look how dangerous and and murdery and violent this is look at it look at it but not actually being menacing or dangerous or you know not not evoking that like a elevated horror mm-hmm. i guess i like this yeah. i like this a lot yeah this was this was good brian um yeah i thought it was all right i always thought carnage was cool um you know back in the day and this was fun I was, you know, we're reading through it. It's a, certainly an interesting thing that this murderer is doing. And then we got to the symbiote part and I was like, oh, he needs a new, I'm going to pair him with a new guy. This is the new guy, presumably. Or it's one of those police detectives, maybe the one who seems like he's getting sliced up in the beginning. I got the impression that Carnage doesn't need a host. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's certainly the impression that Carnage would like you to have <laughs> during this. But uh, I don't know. Or he might not. Or uh, something that occurred to me when JD was mentioning Hannibal, which I didn't watch, but I think he was saying they had different serial killers. Maybe Carnage will go from host to host. Um, He seems, the Hydro Man thing seems like he's, he was talking about how Hydro Man doesn't use his full power and the symbiote is kind of liquidy. He might be about to experience a... Like some kind of change. Mm. Maybe there will be multiple carnages. You know, in some way mimicking Hydro Man's mm. full ability somehow. 
maybe there will be multiple carnages with uh, different serial killers. I wonder, I wonder if so. We we are all kind. We've all fallen off the carnage boat, or never got on it. I wonder what like hardcore carnage stands think of this. You know, like right. this is not the kind of book that I was expecting. You know, because I mean, a lot of people felt that way about um, Kate's uh, Venom run, like. Not my venom, kind of about it. I mean, so did I. Yeah, but I still loved it. This I, is pretty. You're a little bit of a different reader, though, right? <laughs> Thanks. Like this is pretty carnage. Like I don't know, classic. Not exactly classic carnage, but other than not being Cletus Cassidy, it's. I mean, the murder of it all, yes, but not the tone. This is not the tone of anything carnage I've read before. Mm. Personally, mm. again, it's been it's been a lot more. Uh, it's been less show and more tell in my experience. It's just like hmm. he did all this terrible stuff. He's terrible. Look, he's terrible. And they don't really show it yeah, so yeah. much as just keep implying yeah. it. This feels like they're actually showing it and it's disturbing. Hmm. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, before we move on to the next book, oh, excuse me. Um, people, <laughs> people in the comments are talking about predator and the predator handshake. Uh, for people who don't know, there's a ridiculous scene in Predator where Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers, see each other the first time, and they give each other like this really <laughs> long, bro, like just uh, they're trying to out fight, out muscle each other, um, and you son of a bitch, you know, it's one of those '80s things. Anyway, because it's been discussed in the in the comments below. I'm going to share with you, uh, I did a, they, we showed it at the Colonial Theater, um, and they asked me to do the poster. So I did this poster, in, which showcases the bro handshake, as if the Predator is watching it using his infrared vision, um, <laughs> and he's there going, WTF, because he doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> so that's the, that's what I decided to that's the poster that I drew for the Predator film. I like um, that. So yeah, thanks. So since people were talking about it, I thought I'd share. Uh, Kevin says that's amazing. Thank you, Kevin. Um, so yeah, let's move on to the next book. Oh, it's for sale. It's a fifteen dollar print. Just oh, is that right? Know. Yeah, it's, it is. That is right. So you make oh, things. What are how, what are other ways that people I can support? I make things for yeah. sale. They, you can buy my poster prints. You can buy my stickers. You can go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. You can help us out that way. If you don't have any money or you think my art is stupid, then don't don't send me your money. But you can also help the show by just telling your friends about it, commenting uh, down in the chat, hanging out with us, liking and subscribing and all that stuff. So, yeah. Are you, uh, are you on you Etsy, JD? Can people buy I, these prints from Etsy? I am on Etsy. You can buy Is many of right? my prints and enamel pins and stickers at johnnydestructo.com, which really just takes you to my Etsy store. Very cool. Thanks, Brent. And you said and it, you don't want people that. to buy it. If it, Yeah, you should mention that so that yeah, people know, uh, just like these people do now. Uh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. All right, next, next book. Here we go. Slumber number one from Image Comics, written by Tyler Burton Smith with art by Vanessa Cardinale. Nathan Fox Stetson is a nightmare hunter, a dream detective. She runs a shoddy back alley business where she helps clients sleep at night by entering their dreams and killing their nightmares. 
But Stetson's past comes back to haunt her when she tracks down a literal living nightmare, a serial killer that murders people in their sleep. Um, like Freddy Krueger. I didn't even put that together until just now. <laughs> um, let's see. Noel? Yeah. Shut up. Brian, what'd you think? Um, I think, for one thing, that synopsis, the, I don't think the killer... Uh, <laughs> um, Damn it. Oh, there it is, the handshake. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. You know what? Kind of it's holds delightful. Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Uh, I don't think the killer kills people in their sleep. At least not during this issue. They cause people to sleepwalk and kill other people. Uh, seems to be what happens. Um, I thought it was it was fine. It was uh, um. It, it was all right. You know, like, a lot of the stuff was stuff that I would think was cool. I don't know. The art was, like, a little off-putting. And it just didn't really gel much for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we didn't get enough about who these dream people are. You know, maybe coming from their perspective more, I would have been more interested. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think? What did you guys think about the art and the... Uh, there's a lot going on in the art, and there's a certain... The quality of non-realism is, like, a little off-putting, or that, you know, or... I see why it's it's a horror yeah. book, but we've we've seen a couple of books like this that sort of have body horror, but with sort of... I don't want to call it silly... Well, art, a silly-looking art style. Yeah, uh, that at yeah. Least is, but hard-edged. You know, like, silly but hard-edged, you know? Um, I Hate Fairyland or Fuck Fairyland by Scotty Young. Um, farm Farmhand. Um, stuff like that. So this, doesn't, this didn't surprise me because I've seen books like this before. Um, and I, I thought it was okay, too. Uh, I wasn't wowed. I wasn't amazed. Um, I thought it was a cute idea, but I wasn't emo- emotionally involved in anything that was happening. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think I'm kind of on your boat there. I think maybe I liked it a little bit more than you did, but mm. um, I wasn't enamored. No. Uh, same. I liked it a little bit more than you did, and you liked it a little bit more than he did. Um, All right. But yeah. I still don't disagree with your um, collective gripes. Mm. Um, I did mm. like the main character, especially a little bit towards – so the main character I'm thinking is Stetson. Um, but I also did like the side character of this, uh, little like, eccentric, um, detective, but, um, I did like the dream hunter person. Which one is Stetson? The main character. She goes into dreams is and shoots people. The dream. Hunter. Sure. Okay. Not the detective, but I okay. like the detective yeah. also. Um, mm-hmm. so I did really like the characters, um, especially midway through the book when you're getting like kind of a montage of the main character going through just just finishing cases going through dreams and you get like kind of her ordinary world. And you also get the impression that she is addicted to it. The, the danger of it and the um, freedom of it, just traversing other people's subconscious. So I really dug that all that has potential, but I absolutely did not like the tone, the style the, the art. It, it was even, even in terms of, even in terms of uh, the kind of loony adult tone mm-hmm. that you guys are referring to and like I Hate Fairyland and Farmhand and even Chew, stuff like that, 
even mm, by true, yeah. even by those standards, this is loose and inconsistent. Yeah. And there are times when it drew me out. Like you you have this opportunity of ordinary world and dream world and I feel like it's wasted because there's not a visual there's not enough of a visual interpretation of the dreams versus what the ordinary world looks like. It just all looks kind of loony and exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, there's monsters and a different color palette. But imagine how you could have really bridged that gap, right? A mm-hmm. different style for every different dream. A di- like, it mm. it just feels like there could have been so much more. I don't know. I guess I just, I'm, I'm dinging it for the potential, even though I liked a lot of the pieces of it, mm. personally. But I, could, I read this and I could totally see it as a movie. Oh. are attempting to please is not allowed from this line. Please dial 611 for customer service. What are you trying to do? Well, I was trying to call. There's a phone number on her business card. Oh. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, there's a five. It's a five, five, five. That means it's. Two one two five five five. Yeah, I just thought I, I always I always try it. No matter I always see a phone number or a website. I will always look that up to see if it exists. Uh, yeah. Well, five 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 is what they give out for things specifically, right? That uh, that are never real. I don't. I don't know. I I, I thought that. This... I think so. Yeah, that doesn't stop me from trying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I try Green Lantern rings that I get to see if the right to just see if in they case. Work. Right. Right. What if that's mm-hmm. the one? Yeah. There was a lot of potential here. I think, that, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if this gets picked up as a property and, like, it's going to be a movie. And I, just like the boys, I think it would probably be pretty great. But this comic, I think, could have been could have been a lot better. Like, the bones of something better are here. Yeah. yeah. Um, is her name, did I read that right? Her name is Nathan? I don't know. They just call her Stetson, but in the thing I read. Nathan Stetson? Yeah, Nathan Fox Stetson. Okay. Neat. Her name is Nate. Uh, next book is The Reckoning War Trial of the Watcher, number one, from Marvel Comics, written by Dan Slott, with art by Javier Rodriguez. Um, and uh, in all of the multiverse, there is only one what if world that Uatu has avoided watching. One what if that he never wished to see. And now it will be revealed. The story that could damn him for all time. And a revelation that could change everything in his universe. Guest starring the Fantastic Four, Galactus, and the Silver Surfer. This was so much fun. I was delighted by this book. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I knew... We read um, The Reckoning War Part 1. And I haven't read anything since then. I think there was an issue of Fantastic Four probably after that. Um, and then there's this one shot, Trial of the Watcher. And I remember in the first one, the the moon explodes with the Watcher on it. So we were like, oh, no. And so here he is on trial. He's fine. And um, I thought he would be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know. Um, they even said but, in that issue, they're like, one of the first things we learned was how to transport as light really fast yeah. away from things. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when things are exploding. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this, the Dan Slot writing, it's got Javier Rodriguez, who I always like. And this was just a bucket of fun. The, the fact that they took the Watcher's first, was it his first appearance? 
Uh, first, like, major story arc thing, I think. The rival, you know, Behold that? Galactus. Yeah, I and, think he uh, might have shown up, like, one time before that, but it was like, this guy's coming back at some point. <laughs> I think, like, uh, what's his name? The Red Ghost with the three monkeys? Yeah, apes? Red Ghost, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, they went to the moon with him, the Fantastic Four did, and they ran into, like, they trespassed on the Watcher's property. Um, and he kicks him out. I think his his first appearance. Um, but anyway, this takes a yes. look at the first major appearance that I was aware of, where he warns the Fantastic Four about Galactus, which is kind of the, the fucking Watu's entire thing is like, I'm here only to watch, except for when I really wanted to help, and then I'll help. I'm never gonna help. I'm not supposed to help, but also here's a little bit of help. Um, yeah. Can I get and you so anything? the other a bagel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Want me to move traffic a little bit for you? I see Whatever you're late you for want. work. <laughs> yeah, <funny>. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, the other watchers have they they fucking they collect him and they bind him and they use the clockwork orange things on his eyelids to oh, hold yeah. him open so that he has to watch a what if that he never looked at, uh, which is what if he never interfered when Galactus showed up to tell the Fantastic Four. And it was just, this was awesome. I loved it. Uh, I'll know I'm gonna say, as much as I love Javier Rodriguez's art, there's a couple of strange panels in this book. Uh, one is on the screen right now where he's doing some sort of weird blinky tongue face. <laughs> right, yeah. right here in the, right here. Yeah. Well, they knocked him out. Um, right? He's be- and he's screaming. Hi, Corey, father, I beg you, open your um, eyes. And he's like, ha! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wait, Brian, take it away. You, you seem to agree with me. Oh, I loved it. Uh, probably my second favorite of the week. Um, I loved the, like, Kirby style, you know, very classic FF art. Um, I like seeing, in the very beginning... You know, rarely, if ever, in Marvel Comics do they reference the fact that Uatu is, you know, the host of What If, basically. Uh, or that he, in particular, likes to look at these other alternate realities. And you get to see a bunch of the really big uh, What Ifs that uh, they show him, you know, right in the beginning. Um, although, I think it's <laughs> I think it's an odd assumption that... There is only one alternate universe. They're like, all right, Uatu, if you had never intervened, this is what would have happened. Right. Like, there's an infinite on amount of things. one of the worlds, yeah. Right, well, right. Just like, the, in some of them, it works out a lot better just than the first Some one. of them worse. Uh, just the first one, though. Like, I, I yeah. think it works because of the first one. Because I thought that, too. Like, yeah, but he's technically intervened, like, hundreds of times. But they only focus on the first one. No, no, so. I mean, even this, this one time, there are then an infinite amount of outcomes from him not intervening. Like some of which are horrible, some of which are better, and some of which are only my. All right, so you, you, you just know. broke comics. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, no. Comics are fun. See, <laughs> but they, when they, they talk did about this, the multiverse, there is know. a very, a very seldom talked about event called Armageddon. Two, <laughs> 2001. Oh yes, two thousand one. Two thousand one. I remember that. Armageddon two thousand one. We yeah. we rarely mention it here on the show, but I'm going to do so now. Was that written by and in uh, there, friendly neighborhood James Tinney and the fourth. Which one is this? What, what's Armageddon? What? Armageddon? What's Armageddon? Five, six, eight. Is it like oh, a classic seventh issue scenario? <laughs> is there is there softball in there at all? Is it edgy? <laughs> so, how many um, chains are there? One of the things that they did in that book was 
there are multiple, um, you know, wa Wave Rider shows up. He puts his hand into the hero's heart to find out if he's yes. going to become monarch. But then you find out that the act of doing that changes what's going to happen. Um, and I yeah. think that's the same thing sort of here, right? Where it's just there are infinite number of um, what if stories, but we only look at one version of what if Spider-Man yeah. joined the Fantastic Five, right? Right, right. Yeah. For any, just in an infinite reality of like infinitely different universes, mm -hmm. it's very possible that they're all expressed regardless of what it says in a comic. Well, like this shit is happening. Also too, like but, they're yeah. only showing him the one that proves their point. That's, that's what he's saying. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, but right? you... you um, or just, I, I wasn't necessarily making that point with it. You're right, though. Like, they are like, here's the one. Yeah, the agenda of but those I was just observing him that, down yeah, yeah, yeah. are to show him. Um, or maybe wrong. the way that they watch things, it's like, let me see what happens in this. And something about the process of watching is just selects one universe to, to see. And this is what comes up. Um, but, yeah, this panel with uh, Reed Richards looking out and you see his eye very large in this Kirby-type telescope uh, was huh. pretty cool. Oh, um, the MLB line was awesome. Like, not without the express permission from the MLB yeah. chat. Like, yeah. Although, do you need that? I don't care. It was <laughs> great. You just I look mean, in? Yeah, it's a broadcast, <laughs> yes. But just the wholesome just nature yeah. of um, this era, uh, Reed Richards, of yeah. just like, we shan't pirate a baseball game, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Felt very I never liked Stanley. the whole... Yeah. Yeah, I, I never liked the whole like Reed Richards is bad, probably because he's so smart. <laughs> you know, uh, that has been happening in Marvel for the last ten or or happened a little bit like ten or fifteen years ago for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, really cool. Um, just like an, a second but very different classic comic story uh, this week. Mm -hmm. No, what'd you think? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Let's go big on this. Make it big. What is, what's that you got big. there, Noel? Well, you you see, got something, Marvel is, Treasury. What's that? This is a Marvel Treasury edition of the History of the Marvel Universe written by Mark Wade with art by Javier Rodriguez, who is an mm -hmm. amazing illustrator. Um, this book was great. This just wildly great. <laughs> I'm just going to read this for the whole time. Uh, if anybody's not read this, you should pick it up. <laughs> if you enjoyed any aspect of this comic, uh, the tone as well as the art. History of the Marvel Universe. Brian. I concur. Did you finish yes. reading the History of the Marvel Universe? I did not, Jesus although I really liked Christ. what we did read. That's good. Yeah, I didn't read it. I've never, <laughs> no, nobody ever told me one way or the other if it was any good. I never heard anything about it after. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna so. buy it for you for your birthday or something. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's coming it out. It seems as though it was just like made for you, and I'm just advocating for it. Did, yeah, yeah. Did, I do love you, that wide Didn't you buy that for Len? I bought it for Len, and he hates it. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I think he hates it because of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? He could always use another copy. Copies all around. <laughs> I'm sure. You know what? Actually, I think Len doesn't like it because of the Treasury Edition size. It's just too hard for him uh, to oh. take it everywhere. Because I know he wants to take it everywhere. Oh, yeah. So I will. Purchase. He only reads things in the bathroom. I will likely. I'll <laughs> yeah. buy him. And he the, goes to the bathroom everywhere. I'll buy him the standard size <laughs> trade paperback, so he can take it to every bathroom he visits. 
Um, but beside yeah. the point, this was fun. This was cool. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea of this a lot. Um, I have been reading, I have just now been kind of reading uh, Dan Slott's um, Fantastic Four run. So I don't want to mm. read all of this, this event uh, until I kind of get to it. But this kind of one-off and that, that introductory issue from before are just, they're just making me more excited for finishing this run. So yeah, yeah this, this is I cool. read the fantastic four. So when we read it, um, for the show, the, the intro one, I really, really liked it. So I didn't want to read this before like being yeah. at that point in the story. So I read the FF one. This has nothing to do with it no, at no, no, all. No. You know, it's not, this um, is, this yeah. is as, as side questy as it gets. And I think it's really fun. Yeah. But, um, well, I mean, maybe not. The end is, is still very much in line with, I'm assuming, what the plot is for the next, like, issue of this. That actually does tie in a little but, bit, but not in a way. But also, like, even when we were reading Empire, and I think we all collectively really enjoyed that because it felt like an old-school um, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel crossover. Even reading those Fantastic Four um, tie-ins and stories and just, like, that whole... It was just yeah. like, I think I'm going to really enjoy reading yeah. this Fantastic Four run. Um, and... It like um, Dan Slott has been teasing the Reckoning War for like eight, eight years. no since much longer than that like Hulk? like fifteen years Hulk, yeah. yeah fifteen years um so I can't imagine this isn't his finale I mean they haven't announced anything mm. yet but I mean it feels like the perfect finale of a run what are we up to like issue forty two or forty three of Fantastic Four, there's this, like, drop the mic at 50 and move on to the next. I, I like it just, this feels like a great capper for like a really fun, tight run. I, 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 I like it. Nice. I'll tell you, uh, in the comments of saying, <laughs> buy it for me, Noel. I won't hate it. <laughs> we'll fair. do a raffle do for. <laughs> you can raffle it off. Yeah. The hero initiative. <laughs> this- Available. Uh, no joke. This um, is the I'll best, guys. Let's talk about this again. Let's do a book club right now. <laughs> I'll read it to you. This is so fucking good. We haven't done a book club in a long go time. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> the, uh, um, I deleted him. There we go. Just, just from the show, right? <laughs> no, he doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, There's also annotations. The, uh, <laughs> speaking of ultimate nullification. There's annotations. Galactus. Yeah. Oh, it. <laughs> that's my ahead, that's Brian. my favorite selling point. Um, I really thought Reed was going to come up with a way in this story to feed Galactus um, so that he didn't need to destroy planets, and yeah. just like things turn out even better <laughs> because mm-hmm. of Oatu. Um, and they didn't go that route, but uh, you know Galactus is no longer a problem for the yeah. universe. Uh, he just murdered uh, him. Yeah, yeah, he did. I gave him a choice. Is it murder is if somebody is trying to eat you? Uh, is that sorry? Right, this murder. would be self-defense, right? He nullified him. Yeah. I was I was being facetious uh, yeah, as yeah. a joke, but I guess that didn't fly. I yeah. apologize. I will be more specific next time. It flew <laughs> to the ground. It flew to, it. to the ground. <laughs> to the ground. Which is which is a very desirable part of most flights. <laughs> to go straight into the ground. <laughs> That's true. What do you? What right. are you getting out? Well, to yeah. get there. <laughs> part of it is the is the landing, right? A yeah. very right. Um, integral but small part, not immediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. 
Oh, hey, the Clay People Colossus. We're going to do a thunder yeah. round on this? Is that what we're doing? Thunder round. All right. Let's see. Who's doing it? Is it Brian? It's Lieb. I think I, I, I'm doing it. Great. I'm going to bring up my timer. All right. Here it is. All right, let's see what the, what, what the freaking Top Cow in Image Comics, written by Matt Hawkins. Art by Christian Zabari. Um, I used to do a podcast called the Cannibal Horror Cast, um, which uh, was me and Mark uh, L. Miller and Christian Zabari and Stephen Andrade, and we would talk about horror every week. And uh, he is also an artist, Christian is, and so he drew this issue. A biracial boy in the Midwest uses a supernatural gift from his grandfather to push back against two older boys who are terrorizing him. In a tale inspired by the song Colossus by heavy metal band The Clay People, intolerance, drug addiction, poverty, and boredom collide into a perfect storm of, of grisly revenge. All right. 60 seconds on the clock. Brian, go. Uh, I thought this was a well-told story. It's uh, interesting that you say you are, know the the artist from a horror podcast because it's a very horror art kind of kind of uh, art style, mm-hmm. um, and very yep. well done. Um, it tells the story of a uh, golem that is brought to life uh, as revenge. Um, on uh, these two very dislikable bullies, uh, very fleshed out in their dislikability. Um, and a, uh, a man had survived the, a concentration camp and brought this book, which describes a way of building a golem, which is a, um, in Jewish, uh, Hebrew, Yiddish mythology, that, all that stuff uh, is like a, a clay being brought to life to protect the Jewish people from anti-Semitism, but um, evidently it also sometimes, you know, it's like kind of hard to End control. Around. It's, um, it, it can turn back on you. So uh, that was the r- one part about it that I thought was a little odd. The, so this this kid End gets of round. the... Oh, no. I am going to say this, though. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the kid, the way that you, uh, that you bring a golem to, into life or animation is to write a Hebrew on a word on its forehead. And hmm. in this, they wrote a, uh, they wrote it, but in English characters, which I thought was odd that it wouldn't oh, be yes. the Hebrew word. Yeah. And um, overall, it felt like it was like, oh, it's odd that that was just one issue. Knowing at the end that it was a song, that it was based on a song, that makes more sense. That it, hmm. there was a, a certain unique an unusual quality to the story that makes perfect sense that it's like, oh, this is like a uh, sort of a narrative from of this song. Yeah, just in and out. No, mm-hmm. so, yeah, cool. Yeah, and and just the way that it it's like a like a short story in a way. It's got a, like a almost an episode of an anthology show kind of thing um, that really makes sense that it was like uh, a story told in in a song that they then put out cool. there. But, yeah, and there's some back matter where the guy talks about, like, hey, this is why I wrote this, and I don't usually read that kind of stuff, but it was interesting. He gives a little history of the columns, that kind of thing. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Christian had two books come out this week. Besides uh, mm-hmm. Colossus, he also had Rad Wraith, which is, mm-hmm. uh, it's a 1980s horror anthology 
He's, he's, he's like the cover's got a skateboarder, but the skateboard itself is like a demon with like a oh, no. face. It's really really ah. fun. Called Rad Wraith. I kickstarted it um, many like like a year ago, and now it's oh. out on your local comic book shelves. Um, all right. Last but not least. Well, at least to me, because I didn't read it. Land of the Living yeah. Gods, number two, Aftershock Comics, written by Isaac Mogajani. Mogajani? Sure. With art by Santos. Things go from bad to worse for Nalidi as she and Kalo arrive at Saripa, a stronghold built on one of the last remaining pieces of arable land left in southern, southern Africa. Arable land? Arable. Arable, A R A B L E. Able to produce, you know, crops and that kind of like place that oh. you can live. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, not like Superman Returns. That was not like how he flies. Arable. He's arable. No, no, no. <laughs> Superman Returns, the the movie where his whole Lex Luthor's oh, yes. whole plan is to make yes. unlivable rock a new continent for people to live on. <laughs> Who wouldn't want just, to uh, luxury condo on my lightning island? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, yeah. it was a kryptonite uh, bedrock, bedrock of kryptonite island. Yeah. 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 It's like, ah, oh, what a good plan. People are going like, to be fighting over this. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. running water. Will the radiation slowly yeah. kill you? We don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Saripa is known sucked. by a ruthless warlord <laughs> named Shandu, and he will do whatever it takes to hold on to power in this dying world, even if that means performing human sacrifices. Uh, I, like I said, I did not read this issue one or two. I meant to, and I forgot because I have a baby. What did you think, Noel? Uh, I like this a lot. I, the, the first issue came out in a week that we, I think, were stacked, um, but I, I kind of kept it in my back pocket for the second issue, hoping that maybe somebody else would like to talk about it with me. I got really positive. We live style vibes from this story and this setup. It's a, it's a new, it's a whole different world that is built up very quickly, uh, in the basis of, I want to say Zulu culture. They, a lot of them speak Zulu and Zimbabwean and it's, I think it's like a pan African, yeah. like at this point in history, those things, cause they're, they're, Translations yeah. are from a variety of different things. There's, yeah. uh, I, I, any, uh, the, the way that they introduce all of these like disparate kind of themes and cultures and ideas is not unlike Firefly in a way where you're watching an episode sure. and all of a sudden somebody starts speaking Chinese. They don't explain it. They don't really give too much about it. It just slowly starts to reveal what the ordinary world is here. You know, like the first issue, we jump right into this, this young woman's life and she, just happens to have a magical plant that's able to produce whatever herb she might need in order to see like to, to, you know, care for her sick mother. And you're like, is this fucking plant sentient? What's happening? Like, yeah, it, like gestures. Yeah. Stuff, it, right? it, um, it's, <laughs> yeah, there's a confidence in way this book just slowly reveals details. That's not, um, gatekeepy. It's more like intriguing and enticing. And I just, I just, I thought it was really impressive. The art's not the greatest, but it really, really works for this story. Um, and I just, I, each issue has just kind of ended on this kind of note of like, oh, okay. Uh, and I, I just, I was impressed by it. I really enjoyed it. We don't talk enough about Aftershock Comics, too. They've got a couple of bangers that are coming out here sure. and there. Yeah. What did you think, Brian? Yeah, I, 
I loved it. I really, really enjoyed this book. I, um, I did read issue one uh, right before that. Um, very cool future. Uh, I have, it's an Afrofuturistic mm-hmm. uh, story, which is a narrative and visual aesthetic that I've really been enjoying recently. And I saw there was a, was that in New York at the uh, art museum there and they had an Afrofuturism exhibit and it was small, but very cool. Um, and, uh, it's like a, 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 art style that I only became aware of a few years ago. Um, and I think this is, you know, a very cool, um, interpretation or not interpretation, but an g- example of we, that. We don't see, and, um, and there's not many examples of like, um, dystopian Afrofuturism that I could think of to even like refer to that this kind of plays in the sandbox of. Yeah. JD has one in his shop at 4327 Main Street um, called Hard Something. It's a hard, it's a hard cover, uh, and it was on his main display island for a little while there, or a long while. Um, and uh, it looks very cool. I don't remember the name of it. Helpful. Um, it's too bad. What are we talking about? <laughs> Helpful. There's uh, an Afrofuturist graphic novel, hardcover original graphic novel, that is, uh, the covers are like in oranges and pinks, and it's smaller than a standard Bottom feeders? Um, graphic novel. No. Bottom feeders is what um, I was thinking of. That was a horror book. No, no, it's bigger than that. <laughs> it's, um, hmm. it's like kind of uh, just a little bit smaller than a normal trade, and it's in hardcover. Uh, and it's called Hard Something, I think, Hard Times or something of that nature. Um, it looked very cool. And. Yeah, this um, this future very fleshed out. I love the color palette um, and art style in general. Um, but like you said, Noel, it it just brings some things in without telling you what the deal is with those things, and it's totally fine. Yeah. You just get this like there's this fully fleshed out world that you get more and more glimpses of how this world works in a great way, in a way that we noticed. Um, not a lot of new fantasy kind of stories did uh, when we were reviewing a lot of number one issue fantasy stories about a year or two years ago that we found that they seem to be very fleshed out in the author's head and then he hits you with a lot of information or she hits you with a lot of information or they do um, and it, this is not that at all yeah. this is like um this is like a cool windows into this ever building world in a very intriguing way. So yeah, I loved it. Um, this, the main character is an albino and at first that's just what she looks like. And then it turns out that they are, you know, uh, highly prized in that, in that world. Um, so there's a little more to that story. There's a lot more to this story than we've seen and I'm really into it. Are we looking for the book he's referring to? Because I I'm not sure what it is either. JD, it's probably in. What is it? Hmm. Hard ears. Yes, that looks really cool. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really love this style. Nailed it. Um, I don't have a lot of experience with it, or even know a lot of places to get experience with it. Uh, my girlfriend went to a uh, museum in, it's like a, 
I, I had a lot of Astrofuturist stuff in in Florida is one of the only places that I've seen stuff of that. There's a couple of novels, um, but yeah. If anybody has any recommendations, uh, I'd love this to is it. a really this is a really fun series. Um, well, I mean the the tone is not fun, but it's surprising and and hmm. a really nice read. Again, it it gives me it gives yeah. me we live and firefly vibes yeah. and that's just all positive yeah you know I, I compared it to fantasy stories a while ago and like it is a sci-fi story in a way but it it has a definite fantasy well yeah she's you know she's explicitly like a, yeah. looking for the land of the living gods yeah. right 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 there's a lot there's of supernatural like a, mythology that we haven't even been explained mm-hmm. yet but yeah, we've seen pieces of it. Yeah, this I don't know how long yeah. this series is. Does it actually say in the indici- or like how many issues it is? I tried to I tried to find that out because I wonder if is this an ongoing? Is this a regular I, one? I would like to be receiving it and to have issues one and two if that's possible. Get on your computer. Ah. I um between this and Bolero, I'm every once in a while, you know, like kind of go out of my way to read the solicitations and see if there's like cool stuff that I've never heard of by people I've never heard of. A lot of times it's miss over hit, but between Bolero and this, I feel like it's paying off. Mm. Some finding mm. these like side books that are really, really great. Oh, and we live and, uh, yeah, no, this mm-hmm. is, this was yeah. good. I would, I would highly recommend this. Yeah. Very cool. Um, in fact, so in trying to find out if it was a miniseries or an ongoing, I was looking at it uh, online, and it seemed like this may have been published as like a, a prose novel or something before that. Do you know anything no, about that? No, I don't know anything. Okay. No. Yeah, I didn't look too far into that, but it seemed like it was published last year. Um, yeah, it. I don't know. It's listed on Google Books as a book by Isaac Mogajane, but I don't know. So that could be a, you know what? That's the comic. Never mind. I take it back. My wonder. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, this is great. People should give this a sample. Um, uh, it's again, it's only issue two. I'm, I will eat a, my hat. If issue one is no longer available, oh. or if you can't find issue one at your local retailer, it's not too late to jump in. Um, but yeah, that's all the comics. Sweet. That's all the comics. We did it. We did it. We did it. Get the heck out of here, you jerks. We right. did it. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, if you want a copy of JLA Avengers, we are doing, ha, <laughs> nice. We're doing a raffle. You can um, Venmo the shop at JD's Hero Complex. Or you can PayPal the shop, jdsherocomplex at gmail.com. They are $5 a raffle ticket. You can enter as many times as you want. Um, If you just send me $25, I'll automatically sign you up for five raffle tickets. I think that's how math works. Um, And that's it. You can help us by going, oh, we have a new Patreon this month. Jason. So thank you, Jason. Really appreciate it. and uh, that's it. We're going to get the frig out of here. Thank you. We will see you next time. Don't forget, tomorrow is Book Club. You can join us for that, and we will be talking about Captain America Truth. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go do my orders before midnight. Bye.
See you guys later. I love each and every one of you. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. 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 Yeah.